sure fucking up take two. <laughs> For sure fucking it up. Alright. Go ahead. Take two. Uh, take we, one? Are we live now? Take one. Yeah, you're record- we're recording now. Welcome to The Bracket, a podcast where we take our favorite films and have them battle it out to see which one will reign supreme. On each episode, we have two films battle it out. We banter, we bicker, we battle Star Galactica. We are your hosts, Rich and Francisco, and our tiebreaker, our producer. 64 movies, only one winner. On today's episode, we have In the Blue Corner. We have a movie coming in at 8.5 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, Coming out in 2006, uh, film winning Best Film Editing, Best Writing Adapted Screenplay, Best Director, Best Picture, and a really fucking sweet song from the guy who brought you that terrible movie Righteous Kill, The Departed. How am I going to beat that? (laughs) In the red corner. Rating 7.7 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Coming out in 2001, directed by Anton Fuqua, Academy Award winner, and screenplay by the same guy that brought you Suicide Squad, we have Training Day. Is that fair? Can he just demolish a whole movie in the intro? Well, no, I did the same thing with, with The Departed. That's Because Scorsese also did uh, Righteous Kill. I mean, there has to be a, a rule against that. He... I, did, I did the same thing. <laughs> He literally put everybody in his corner from the first, and now I have to bow every single person that's what do you listening. Mean? You literally praise because your it won movie. more awards. It literally won more awards. That's what I did. I picked up the awards. I mean, it, it is a bracket, and somebody does have to. But that's favoritism. No, but those are the awards it won. If you look up the awards of The Departed, it won Best Film Editing. I mean, the fact that you had to slide the Suicide Squad thing but in there. Sorsese did right Not because Kill. it's in your notes makes it okay, Rich. But no, but I said that Sorsese directed the terrible movie Righteous Kill. Oh, okay. But Suicide Squad. But Suicide just, Squad hits so much yeah, harder. Yeah, it's, it's, it hits it's so hits much home. harder. It's rough. So, first thoughts on The Departed for me. Movie from Boston. Kind of a thriller. Kind of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um... Definitely keeps you on edge for the whole movie, like it or not. The uh, the characters I thought were all super well done. I love um, Matt Damon's character. I love Leonardo DiCaprio's character, uh, Mark Wahlberg's character, and I didn't love Jack Nicholson. They had, honestly, they they had a great cast. I I really did like yeah. um, uh, how everybody, you know, um, works with each other in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do like I'll do like the departed a lot. Um, I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> but something that I was thinking is you have you have Matt Damon and I feel like he plays the same role in all of his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense to you. I just feel like it's just Matt Damon. Kind of the same thing that um, what's that other actor from Con Air? Uh, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. He's always the same actor right. in, in a different in the in a different role. Right. I think that's that's something that's been bothering me um, with with a lot of his movies recently. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, he's a great actor and, and he's a likable person, and that's what he does. I think, in, in my perspective, so good in his movies. But if you really see, it's it's kind of the same flow, right? I'd actually argue that Matt Damon's super different in this role. I think the problem you're having is he's so recognizable. He's just so recognizable. He's like Brad Pitt. He's like Tom Cruise. No matter what they're doing, you're like, oh, it's Matt Damon. It's Tom Cruise. It's Brad Pitt. Like, no matter what role they're in, you only see their face. Mm-hmm. It's my problem with, with another movie, Interstellar, is that you see Matt Damon, and that's all you can see is Matt Damon. You don't see him as a character. You see him as a person. Interstellar or... Um, Matt Damon wasn't in Interstellar. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was yeah. at the end. Yeah. Fuck. So anyway. I think, I think that's why, yes. But, That's why but I don't love him in that role because it, it he takes me way out of the movie at that point. If they would have gotten another actor to play that role, I think mm-hmm. it would have been better, honestly. Did, but. did we have the conversation where um, Matt Damon from Interstellar was the same guy from... Uh, the Martian. The Martian? Yeah, we'll get there. We got we have Interstellar on the list. Okay. But I think Matt Damon's character in this movie is completely different from anything else he ever plays. In fairness, he, I've seen this movie at least 50 times, and he plays like this weird, shitty, like, he, shitty-accented he, cop. But he also plays like the cool suave guy I was just when he meets that. He does Formiga. have a lot of more confidence in this yeah. one, where you don't really see that uh, 
that aspect in in his acting. It's always more of a serious, yeah, uh, toned down character. Yeah, but he he definitely played the villain in this movie, but you kind of didn't know it as you're watching it the first time because you're seeing him for the first time and you you're always used to being on Matt Damon's side, mm -hmm. like in the Bourne movies and all that. You're used to Matt Damon being the hero, so in this movie, like you're following his story and he like you. You don't really know who the hero is and who the villain is because everybody's kind of in a gray area. Mm -hmm. um, I think Matt Damon's character, though, like all in all, was a super good character. It just at the time in two thousand and six, I want to say when this came out, mm -hmm. it wasn't as big of a deal to see Matt Damon like it is now. We've seen so much more Matt Damon from two thousand six to two thousand eighteen mm -hmm. than we did at that point because before that, Matt Damon wasn't the star he is now. Right. I think. Leo killed it oh, as, yeah, as no. Billy Costigan. I loved his character. Super weird, though, the first time you watch that movie because you're on the ride with Leo and with Matt Damon. You don't know so how you to feel. Yeah, you don't, you don't know, know how to feel about the characters. And it's kind of one of those stories where they do put two people in a room, like we, like we said with um, Toy Story, mm -hmm. where two people are on complete opposite sides and they, they have to have a conversation. It wasn't as calm as it was in Toy Story because they're beating the, the pulp out of each other, but... Mm -hmm. It's it's a weird connection where you're rooting for both guys and you don't know who you want to win until it's over. Um, side note: Mark Wahlberg's character was just a, a shitty yeah. Boston guy, which that's, is not hard for him to play at all. Right. I think I think that's one of my um, that's one of the reasons why I don't like the movie. It's just because his character doesn't really bring a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just a he's just a shitty a shitty cop. Boston cop. Yeah. And what's weird is like after you see Ted. You're like, oh, that, that, that role for him in the part of it is nothing. Yeah. Obviously, he can do that. Yeah. Because he's a shitty Boston guy. Mm -hmm. Just put him in a cop's uniform. But I thought his inter his interview process with with Billy Costigan at, at that scene where he's just fucking railroading him about his family and his mm -hmm. uncle and his dad and how how all those people, you know, had an effect on Leo's life. And, he's, and he always has that line that, that I always think about is when... When Mark Wahlberg is talking to Leo, he goes, "You had two accents, didn't you? You fuck." Mm -hmm. Like that line always gets me because I was like, "Oh, dude, he he knows the game. Mm -hmm. He knows how how people react in those situations." So my my biggest flaw about The Departed and why I chose Training Day over it, it's because of the ending. Oh, spoilers! Everybody dies. People, spoiler alert. Yeah, we should have started this with a spoiler <laughs> alert. I mean, these two yeah. movies came out in what, 2006 and 2001? Yeah. You should have watched them by now, says, says the guy that. Yeah. 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 Says the guy who didn't watch it <laughs> You should have watched them by now. That's all they need to know. <laughs> um, before we get to negatives about this one, I also want to make the reference that, that Jack Nicholson basically was playing a, a Whitey Bulger type, mm -hmm. where you just saw Black Mask come out a few years ago with, with Johnny Depp. And. J Jack Nicholson was playing an impersonation of, of Whitey Bulger without being named Whitey Bulger, mm -hmm. um, who was basically the mob, not maybe not mob, but the gang boss of Boston for a couple decades. Um, I thought that was really cool, being that I'm from the East Coast, I am very familiar with the city, so all the little like shots that they're doing, they hit home for me, which I totally understand I, they I don't think, hit home right. for other people who live on the West I, I Coast. I think that's why we're so... Yeah, divided. One hundred percent. And then the beginning of the movie starts with with the Dropkick Murphys and shipping off to Boston. And that mm -hmm. when that song comes out the first time in two thousand and six, everybody in Boston's going nuts because they just won a World Series. Mm -hmm. They're they're playing they're playing that song all the time at the bars and and anywhere you can go. That's a fucking party song. Mm -hmm. So that the whole movie is just a like a very East Coast uh, genre. Training day. No, not yet. I still want to talk about. He, he was just about no, to skip my negative comments about No, but don't we want to do negatives at the end? Don't we want to get I positives think, first and the negative second? No, because then you're backflopping from movie to movie. I think we just be like, okay, this is this is what's working about this movie. This is what didn't all work. Right, all right, what didn't and, work about The Departed for you? Uh, well, the, the ending. Spoilers! No. <laughs> God damn it! Um, I just... I just didn't get it. You know, I... I got the whole um, Leo finding out um, that Matt, Matt Damon was the undercover uh, the rat. rat. After that, I I was really hoping for for a better ending scene with him like killing him and like getting 
you know, like a happy story at the end. Because it, it is a shitty story mm-hmm. the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And you really want to find something something positive for mm-hmm. somebody that's been doing it what, for two years. He had a kill Oh, way people. longer. Was it? Way longer. Was it more than two years? Yeah, he, he already had to go to prison for six months just to even be allowed to conversate with the gang. Yeah, but then when he's talking to the guy, uh, he's like, I've been doing this for, for a year now. He's talking to, he's talking with the old guy only. I can't remember the sergeant's name Queenan. or whatever. Captain Queen. And he's like, I've been doing this for a year now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I ran it off two years. Okay. Well, maybe. Um, Close enough. So, yeah. You you have <clears throat> this guy playing a role as a killer mm-hmm. for for over two years when he, all he wanted to do was be a cop. Right. And you take right. that away from him. He right. finds out the rat in the, right. in the story by himself. Right. He catches the guy and then he gets shot in the face. Right. And then it's like, okay, well, let's see what's going on. Matt Damon's character gets shot in the face. Do you remember the... I don't mean to cut you off and, and no, kill the, the negative vibe, but do you remember the last shot of the movie? Yeah, it's the it's a rat... Uh, going into, like, the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, the metaphor of the whole movie. Right. Is that you're never going to get the rats out of Boston. Because there's still, from my opinion... There's still a lot of, of uh, mob shit going on in Boston, and there's a lot of mob shit going on in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. That that's still deep rooted into those cities. So I think Scorsese was making a really like significant point. Like no matter who you have do anything, the the mob's not going anywhere. Okay, I I, I like that. It's great. But... You you want it to be a happy ending, one hundred percent. The first time you watch it, you're like, oh, Leo's gonna get this job done. Well, not, it's not even a happy ending. It's just. A payoff. The the way you have a good story told is you also need a good ending at the end, and if you have something that's lacking, uh, the whole movie crumbles. And in my in mm-hmm. my eyes, having so many people just be dead, just because you didn't have another reason to mm-hmm. have another resolution, really bugged me. Mm-hmm. But they got Jack Nicholson, they got Matt Damon, all the bad guys died. Okay. Leo made that sacrifice. And then what? Like, you, what's the difference of how you started the movie or how the movie began the storyline mm-hmm. to how it, it, it... Well, all the main characters have died. Exactly. So That's no, it. So they're, like, there's, technically Leo won. Well, technically nothing will change. Yeah, but, I mean, what, whatever changes. How deep are we going to get with this? Very deep. It's, it's a fucking... It's, it's, like, it's like a war movie. <laughs> like, at the end of the war, like, there's still going to be wars in the future. At the end of Saving Private Ryan, there's still wars that happened after that movie ended. If you have... So should nobody fight? No, but if you have a movie, it's kind of like... Have you seen Rick and Morty? That's like the a, best... A couple times. Um, that's like the best uh, scenario I can tell you. Every every episode of Rick and Morty, you have a... You have something that's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have something that happens. And then at the end, they're back at the same place where they began. So nothing really changes besides a couple... Comp- right. You know... But they never really learn a lesson, mm-hmm. and that's where I think um, the movie lacked. You have all these problems, but at the end, you're you're basically at the same at the same place you started. Matt Damon's, you know, he's he's dead. Leo's dead, and the only person you have is Mark Wahlberg, which was already in the Academy, not doing much. You know, so this whole storyline, the undercovers, which are dead. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So you have all this storyline, which the the whole story was great. Trust me, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, you just did a whole loop, and you end up with yeah, oh. yeah, maybe. I, I see your point. I don't know. I kind of think I, I think of it as like a uh, Quentin Tarantino story arc where it doesn't follow the beats that you're used to, because it's like, well, now we're here, now we're here, now we're here, and it, it kind of has a weird circle. Even even Quentin uh, Tarantino has a a good just think of the Django. Fucking kills everybody, saves the, the, the lady, and goes off in a horse. Yeah, what what about, better what ending about, is there? What about Pulp wait, Fiction? Wait, did you say Django? Yeah, he said it with a D. You said it Django. Django. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 I'm, I'm but, sticking but to Pulp it. But Pulp Fiction doesn't have that same ending. Pulp Fiction, you you lose a lot of people. A lot of storylines change. Yeah, well, Pulp Fiction... No, I was, I was thinking Vince of... Vince Vega gets No, I was going to say bro. Pulp Fiction's trash, but I was thinking of Kill Bill. Uh, like Kill I'm not Bill. a big fan of Kill Bill. Yeah. Either, uh, we, uh... Fuck. Was we it? ready? I cannot remember the last time I saw Pulp Fiction. How did they die? How did they? How did they end Kill Bill? No. How did they end Pulp Fiction? 
Pulp Fiction, you have um, Samuel Jackson walking out of the restaurant in like the t-shirt and shorts. And what's fucked up is in the, in the real storyline, that's like maybe Act One storyline. See, but I got that because <clears throat> I remember the first time I saw Pulp Fiction, I was like, okay, what doesn't really matter was in the suitcase. You know, if, if right, it's the old red herring. So it, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. It was it was a story about. You know, it, I, I don't really feel like it ended in the same way it began. Well, the storyline's all out of, out of line. That's the thing. That's what I was, the point I was trying to make about Tarantino is he doesn't follow the standard three-act uh, story. Mm-hmm. Um, because you see the characters in other parts of the storyline in the clothes that they were wearing later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. So you know that the story's not linear. That's, right. all the, that's the only connection I was trying to make. Are we good for uh, The Departed? That was a good, what? Move on for uh, Training Day? Okay. Training day. You have this new cop trying to be a detective. Is that what? It, he's trying to make detective eventually. He's to, yeah. He's trying to make detective. And he's he's shadowing Denzel Washington. Who's a a, a dirty badass. cop. A complete badass. But you don't know that yet. You don't know that until about halfway through the movie. I mean, his first scene where they're eating. Was and badass. It, it, exactly. That gives you the whole tone of the movie. You know, like... Yeah, and this bit. is and this is something I, I was thinking about last bullshit. night. Let's let's take a uh, Ethan Hawke. That's yeah, his name, right? Yeah, let's take right. let's take him. Let's okay. Let's let's not take him out of the equation. You have Matt Damon, Mark uh, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Leo, Wahlberg, and Leo Alec versus Baldwin, versus Jack Denzel Nicholson. Washington. And I'm just saying, like like just think of that cast. Do we need to go over the awards again? The Departed won everything, dude. Okay. Denzel won Academy Award for Best Actor, uh-huh. 100%. But The Departed won everything else. But I'm just saying, like, take 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 the awards away. If you're you just have... saying who's the best actor in the movie, yes, Denzel, out of both movies, Denzel Washington is the best actor out of all those movies. Uh-huh. Yes. But all the, the connective pieces in The Departed are much better, 100%. Yeah, because you had way more characters to play with. You had three characters in the Yeah, it's movie. a much more simple storyline, mm-hmm. 100%. It's literally training day, one day. But if you see a simple story with a simple ending, in my eyes, had a better, uh, uh, a bigger impact on how I saw the movie than it did with Training Day. Because there was a purpose for everything that, that was done. Yeah, for sure. Especially the more you watch Training Day, you can see there's a lot oh, yeah. of connective tissue that you didn't notice the first few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think... What are some of your favorite moments, though? Of, of, uh, of Training, Training Day? Day? The first scene. When they were in there eating, the coffee and, shop? yeah, because it it just gives you the flow of how everything is gonna run for, for at least half of the is movie. Ninety percent bullshit. Exactly, but I still read it because <laughs> it's entertaining, yeah. just like our audience. Yeah, everything is bullshit here, but it's entertaining. I, um, I think that that there's a lot of good lines in Training Day. With with Denzel Washington really does carry the film. Den- yes. He carries the film. I love Fucking. Ethan Hawke as an actor, but he he's literally getting lapped up in every scene. That's what I'm saying. Like, you have someone like Denzel Washington make that impact in a movie when you have in... Dude, he the, does that in The Equalizer, though. What makes Training Day special? Uh, we're not talking about The Equalizer right now. But you're saying that Denzel Washington carries this movie so well. The Equalizer, he also carries that movie. And he's Denzel Washington. He's going to carry the bread in every movie. And Leonardo DiCaprio carries every movie that he's been in. I know, but we're talking about Denzel and what makes Training Day special. Um, it's the same scenario, though. Same thing with Leo. What, what movie has he done wrong in? Well. Exactly. I'm still talking about Training Day, though. But you, you're, you're trying to compare uh, Denzel to another movie... And why well, no, he's but not your that point good. is that, that Denzel's super good in this movie, and I, I agree with you. But I want to know why he's super good in this movie. Like, why? what does he do that's special in this movie that he doesn't do in every other movie? Denzel definitely kills it in this movie. Like the scene in the car where he goes, "You're in the office." Mm-hmm. Like right. that's, that shit's sick. Right, right. And then when he goes and, and busts the kids on the street, which, by the way, uh, I didn't notice it until this time watching it. The the driver of the little green. Mini, uh, not the green, Mini Cooper, but the green the bug, bug uh-huh. the, the Vita bug, is Fran Krantz from Cabin in the Woods, the stoner guy. Is he? Yeah. Oh, God, no. He's literally, like, driving. He's like, that's my mom's pipe. He's like, I don't give a fuck whose pipe it is, and smashes it. <laughs> like, that seems super sick. And then, like, the, the pregnant lady in the backseat literally, like, tries to put her hands down. Was she pregnant? 
Oh, I thought she was. I don't remember. You can't really see. That's I rude. Just, I'm just assuming That's... that she was pregnant. You literally can see from above her belly button up. No, you can only see like her shoulders, but I just assume she's pregnant by the way she's acting. She's acting like super like... She had like... Anyway. Ten seconds. She's like taking her like hands off the glass and goes, get your hands back on the glass. Like he's fucking badass in every scene. Slap the shit out of your mouth. Like Denzel kills it. Just going forward in the movie, like everything, every act he does is just him just being a complete badass. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, one of my biggest problems with Training Day, and this isn't to get too off subject, but he's almost too likable as a bad guy. Where you're like, he's he's obviously the bad guy of the movie, and as the movie's going on, you're like, I'm still kind of but on Denzel's No, it, it's, it's, not, it's not that. It's his, it's his point of why he does what he does. You know, he's making him smoke, uh, what was it, meth? Or was it just marijuana? It was marijuana. He's making him it use was, drugs. It was, uh, it was a couple of things, and, but and, yeah, he was and, fucked up. And he's like, well... If you're undercover and somebody gives you a little bit of drug, are you going to, you know... He puts the gun to his head in the middle of the street. Exactly. You're going to get shot. And it's true. And in in that aspect, I'm like, okay, yeah, you have to, you know, play a role if you're playing an undercover cop. But he wasn't playing an undercover cop. He didn't sign up. He literally says, I didn't sign up for this. He didn't sign up to be an undercover cop. He was trying to be a detective. So let's say... Denzel's crew isn't undercover. Denzel is just, you know... Okay, let's say it's your first day at the job. Um, well, not your first day at the job. You've been doing this for a while, but you've never used drugs, and you're undercover. You found the main guy, and he wants you to have a, a nice little. That's different, though. If you're training to be an undercover cop, that's different. Yeah, but uh, he wasn't training. To let's be an say you cop. do use drugs with somebody that you're about to arrest, and now you're super high over your mind because you don't have that um, immunity or that resistance to a drug. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know you what know. you're saying. Do you think? Let, let's go a little off topic. Do you think uh, detectives actually are allowed to use drugs? Or else the guy, the kind that goes for big guys, and they have to, you know. Well, if you're undercover, like like to bring it back to the Departed, Leo is allowed to do whatever he needed to do to survive inside that gang. Okay. So if you're undercover, if Ethan Hawke was undercover cop, yes, then he would have been okay to do anything because they're not testing undercover cops. He's not coming in to roll call to be like, oh, here's my piss test. Like, no, that doesn't happen for Leo during that movie. Ethan Hawke was still like a beat cop. He was still showing up for desk duty. Mm-hmm. He thought he was going to the office, literally. Right. He didn't think he was signing up to be a fucking drug-using undercover cop. He was signing up to work to get to a detective level. So Denzel Washington's whole argument is, if, if you were undercover, you'd be shot. Sure, but he's not undercover. He's in your fucking office. Being trained. Yeah, being trained to become a detective. So, like... Denzel Washington does that and manipulates him so he does the drugs and so he will mm-hmm. feel, like, vulnerable. Not only that, because he needed leverage for his, for his plan on the, 100%. On, on the on the upcoming scene. Yeah, Denzel's super manipulative through the whole movie. And the more you watch that movie, you see Denzel fucking playing mind games every step of the way. And that's yeah. what Denzel does in spades in this movie. He fucking kills it. Right. Just going forward, like, it, he takes advantage of Ethan Hawke's character and you're kind of on the ride with Ethan Hawke. He is the viewer in this movie. And you're, everything you see is from his perspective. So, like, the scene where he's looking at, at, De- at Denzel driving, mm-hmm. and he does that, like, creepy laugh thing that, that Dave Chappelle does in mm-hmm. his show with Wayne Brady. Every time that scene happens, you're just like, yeah, dude, that's what, if you're that fucking high, that's what it feels like. Not that I've done, like, acid in any crazy shit, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like, he's in that situation. Like, where you're, like, seeing green? I didn't really get that. Well, no, where he's just, like, seeing something he's afraid of. Like, they were just making Denzel to look like the devil, basically. Mm-hmm. Where he's just so trippy, where that's what he's seeing is just fucking pure evil. And it's just you Yeah, and you're just trying to survive. And then he, then he saves that little girl in the, in the street, which, like, the first time you see that movie, you're like, oh, good job, Ethan Hawke, dude, going in there and, and saving the girl getting raped, like... Good on you, kid. Like, trying to do the good The, the second, good job. the first time, what did you think about the other 50 times you saw the movie? Let her get raped? No, but I mean, as, as the viewer, like, the first time, you don't know why he's saving her. Like, you just think he's trying to be a good dude. And then you see at the end of the movie how it pays off. Right. Like, in other movies, you just see that moment as, like, a throwaway moment where, like, the good dude does the good shit. Right. Where he's like, of course he's going to save the girl. But, like, usually it doesn't pay off at the end of the movie like Training Day does. Because he gets it, really lucky. Basically, that he gets... And now if you think about it, uh, Bright did the same cop-out... Not cop-out thing, but they really did the same thing where he let the kid go and then they're in that church and uh, mm-hmm. he's like, oh no, he saved me so I can't kill him. Bright's trying to steal uh, movie beats from Training Day. I see mm-hmm. what's going on here. Well, the guy who wrote Training Day... Also David Ayer. Uh, directed Bright. Right. Really? Yeah. yeah. David Ayer is not original, y'all. Fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why didn't you like, besides the point of, um, 
No, I love Training Day. Don't get me wrong. Training Day is literally one of my favorite movies. Why? Of why is uh, The Departed better in your eyes? I haven't said that yet. Oh, I, th- I thought you You're were putting still... the horse way in front of the okay. car. Okay, I, I, I thought you were. You had better edit that shit out, bro. He's voting for us. <laughs> I'm keeping everything. In. Okay. No, my biggest problem with with Training Day, honestly, is that is that Denzel's too likable as a bad guy, and your your same. But same that's his role. Like, I know, but he's he's Denzel Washington. Like you love Denzel no matter what he does. Same problem Matt Damon has, where you see Matt Damon, you're rooting for Matt Damon. So you like one character because he was too likable in. No, in I'm the, just saying if I'm gonna pick a flaw, that was my one takeaway from the movie. I can pick out flaws for Den- for The Departed as well, but you asked me for a flaw. That's my biggest one. You know what I? This is how I judge a good actor, in 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 a bad in a bad uh, scene or in a in a scene where he has to be. How do how do I say this? Where the way I the judge, the, yeah, when when he plays a bad guy and you know he's. You know, right? How much you hate him? That's how I, I really see if he's a good actor. If you're, but if, I didn't hate him. That's the thing. I didn't hate. No, him. no, no. That's not. That's not my point. Um, in a lot of movies where you have somebody playing the, the bad villain. guy and and he kills it, he makes you hate him. Mm-hmm. That in my Ramsey eyes, Bolton. Exactly him. What's another good example? Where Joffrey. All no, besides besides Game of Thrones, <laughs> besides Game of Thrones, there's there's a couple movies where I'm like, okay, he really made me hate his character. So I, I like him, you know. I like the actor. Yeah, I can't think of any scenarios right now, but you know my point. And right, but now I, you have Denzel Washington, and you have this scumbag who acts like a scumbag, but can still manage to make you uh not hate him. That's 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 tough to do. You know, you have you have a bad cop that's doing bad things that you know he's doing bad things. But his way he approaches them and the way he, he tells you the problem and the solution is so genius that it makes you it makes you like somebody that you're supposed to hate. And that's the point of the movie. Alright. I mean, it's not the point of the movie, but it's the point of his character. I think it's just Denzel being too likable in general. He can't really play a bad guy. I think I think he not every he's he's a how do I fuck. Okay, we gotta The way that I that I could say it is Daniel Day Lewis not to compare great actor to great actor, but Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. you fucking hate him at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. That's the difference in, in storytelling. Is like, at the end of the movie, you, you understand where Daniel Day-Lewis' character is going, but you still hate him at the end because he's such a crazy fuck. Mm-hmm. He was so, like... This is, this is my... Goal-oriented. This guy is a detective, so he knows, he knows what's going on in the streets... And he also knows how to play the system. That's why that that's that um that scene where he's talking to what are they lawyers or uh, L.A.'s finest? You know he's the the, the three wise men at the exactly. Table. And he's telling the story about the peanut butter and how he got away with uh was it murder? He got away with uh not going to prison basically. And and Denzel tells him he's like he played the system. He he needs mm-hmm. his freedom. Yeah. And that that's what he's doing. He's also playing the system. He knows how it's in the streets. He knows how to get away with it. Um, that's his whole mentality for mm-hmm. life. Um, I also want to talk about... Um, I don't know if it's just me overthinking about uh, what was going to happen in the movie. But there's a shot in... Uh, once they're coming out of... Which um, movie? Which movie? Uh, still, we're still on, on, uh, training day? on training day. Where he, there's three shots on the... On the, There's on the, three bullet holes in the back of the car, and not in the front of the car. No, not no, no, no. no. It, it's it's kind of like a, it's it's foreshadowing his death. If you see before before that happens, uh, Ethan Hawke's telling you've pointed this shotgun twice at me. Next time you're not gonna get a chance. Right. And then five minutes later, they're in the car. You're seeing the back window. Right. There's two shots. Um, two are are um, missing. Uh, Ethan Hawke. And the last one, it's right at fucking uh, Denzel Washington's head, the back of his head. And I caught that, and I'm like, well, hmm. he's going to fucking die. Weird. And I thought, I don't know if I really overthought that scene or if it was a little bit of foreshadowing. That's weird. But the movie does have a lot of foreshadowing in, 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 uh, in a lot of scenes. Yeah, I think a lot of good movies do that, though. I was actually going to bring that up with The Departed. Alec Baldwin tells you straight up what's going to happen towards the end of the movie with Leo, but off topic. Um... What's your negatives about The Departed? Hmm. 
I'm not gonna say I don't have any because I, I obviously do. What was your favorite moment? My favorite moment. Okay, before we go into favorite moments, I know what was was something that bothered me with with training day. What was it? Um, I really wanted him to take him to jail. I really wanted him to uh, handcuff him and and uh, take him to prison because he's talking about how he's put away. 200 prisoners and how 50 yeah, of them this and that so if you send him to jail now he has to fucking see all the people that he's put away and right. i think that would have been better than just death but he also was one for street justice denzel says that's justice and and ethan Hawke goes street justice and he goes that's good because those guys that they left in the street i yeah no he knew it, that they were going to get their payback so denzel gets his payback for the crimes he committed in vegas that they semi-explained. I don't think it was ever explained well enough for the first-time viewer. Because mm-hmm. I remember the whole movie they keep talking about, I was like, what the fuck happened in Vegas? Like, I thought there was going to be a flashback scene or something that explained it. This movie didn't, didn't require it, but I just didn't get it the first time because I was like 15 when I watched it. I, I, I got a good uh, feel of what was going on. I thought, because they explained it three times. They give you three different explanations of what's going on in, the, right. in Vegas. Um, I did have to... Uh, Rewinded when they're in the cholo scene and he's telling you exactly what happened mm-hmm. in that uh in I that noticed house. that after a few times watching that movie. Get that bathtub ready. Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing that the first time. I was like, "Fuck!" I don't know. Yeah, and you're looking in the blender it. and I was yeah. like, "Why is there money in the blender?" Yeah, and ugh, such a great scene. But yeah, I I I, I thought it would have been a better ending if he would have been taken to jail. Something he doesn't like doing. Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like taking the jail, but now he's taking. The jail by Ethan Hawke. Exactly. Right, but I think Ethan Hawke grew a lot as a character. His character development was was tenfold in the movie. He started off as just the, the dorky white dude, mm-hmm. and he ends up literally letting Street Justice handle his shit. Um, one of my favorite moments in the movie is also a super scary moment, when when he does get jacked at the card table by the Mexicans, the, by the, the hillside trace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets dragged into the bathroom, and like literally they're going through all of his shit. And they're, they're pointing the gun in his face, and he's like, I have a little girl! Right. Like, that shit hits so hard the first time you see it, you're like, chills, bro. I think I think the reason why he's... Well, that's... It's because he was telling him, I just saved your your, your niece from getting yet. a break. He didn't know yet. Yeah, he did. No, he's, he's literally yelling that, and then he goes, let me get his wallet, Holmes. I thought it was after. Mm-hmm. No, hell no. Hell no. He does say after, too, then. For sure. Well, in, in, have you ever seen the deleted scene? No. There's a deleted scene in Training Day where they pull him out of the tub and they're sitting there and he says the whole, like, this is just business kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he explains, yo, your boy was going to do this no matter how this day played out. We were actually going to go kill your wife and kid after this, too. That would have that been great. How yeah, that's just so, well, so dark, dude. So? And it, and it shows that there was no way out for Ethan Hawke. And everybody likes an idea that he had an, an option out. Because think... if he played his cards right, if he would have taken the money... At at at, uh, at the Sandman's house, or not Sandman's house, but uh, he was still gonna, at Roger's house. If he, he would have taken the money, maybe he could have got out. If he would have just joined the crew, because like a lot of like a lot of the time after watching that movie, I was like, dude, just take the money. The, the all the dudes, Dr. Dre and all the boys are on your side. Nobody has a problem with you, mm-hmm. and you get to just you know play your cards out until you get to detective, and you can let that life be behind you. No, because if you if you let something slide. Um, just in the beginning of your career, just because you're trying to get somewhere, I don't think you're really going to change once you achieve that. Because if you're... You know, well, I mean, there's karma and all that. But but Denzel was already not Not, not only karma, it's it's your leniency. If you're already letting things... Slide. It's slide, it's not going to change once you once you go somewhere else. Just because you're trying to get this this career or... Maybe. This, but as the viewer, you're thinking that there's an out. And if, if, if you say that the plan was made in stone... And there was no way out for Hawk. It makes the whole story a lot more depressing. Now that you've told me about this deleted scene, it really bumps me out. Because I think it would have been a, a good thing to have. Just to let him know that this whole time he was going to fucking kill you. I think it's the opposite. It's, I think it's, it's better without the deleted scene in there. No, because he, um, he, he makes this reference. He's like, this is chess, not checkers. Mm-hmm. So the whole time he's planning his moves. And if you know from the beginning that he's planning to kill him... I think right, but he can little... change his plans. If, if Ethan Hawke's cool, he can totally change his plans. It doesn't hurt him to have Ethan Hawke not be the scapegoat. No, it doesn't. It, it, Ethan Hawke totally could have played the good guy or the the bad good guy. He could have totally played played the game mm-hmm. and, and lived. I I think that's a better storyline than having them dead no matter what. Okay. Just in my opinion, I think it's a good cut from the movie. I just think it's an interesting cut. Cool. What about you? Do you have anything? 
What's your overall rating for, uh... Oh, oh, we can't give ratings yet. What? <laughs> What's happening? Your vote decides it, but we I, we kind of have to cut this part. Oh, did you guys already vote? No. It's kind of obvious. Oh. Okay, so this is my vote, the most setting vote. The producer who must not be named is putting in his vote. Did you say my name? Did you say my name? Yeah, no, I think dude. I said it too. I it probably was, said it. Was it. The, it was the we'll reference I was trying to make all week. <laughs> oh, that was a joke? The yeah, producer the producer who must not be named. That's pretty good. God like damn it. I think we We're should so like, close to being cool, y'all. We should like say, your, that out. say your name intentionally <laughs> and then just it. bleep it out so that the, people don't know. Just tease them. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, you guys ready? No, no, no. I, I'm going to announce it. Huh? I, I'm gonna have I have Bruce Buffer voice. Oh, you're gonna announce it? Yeah. Okay. So we're not. I, I, no I, bias. No bias. I really want to know a little bit of how uh, uh, our producer. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. And your winner, with the deciding vote of two to one. If I don't win, I'm walking. The in. Departed. <laughs> now, after we get that out of the way. My, uh, my thoughts changed a little bit after watching The Departed the first time. First time watching that movie, total adrenaline rush. I gave it a 9.5, I think, at the time. Granted, you know, fucking 12 years ago. After watching it again, seeing a couple flaws, the nostalgia hit me, but it's a 9.0. It, I take it back a little bit because the, the anxious parts don't hit as hard. Mm -hmm. Complete opposite with Training Day. When I saw it the first time, I thought it was good, not great. But then once you start catching up on all the things, you see that edit scene, you see how planned out Denzel was, mm -hmm. and how every scene counts in that movie. It, w it was probably about an 8 the first time I saw it, it's about a 9 right now. The only reason The Departed wins for me is because the first time I saw it was such an adrenaline rush, I wanted to put it right back in the DVD player and watch it again. Your ratings. You haven't had a, a previous and later rating for The Departed, but we should still write it down. No, because every movie you, you see, you... you at the end, you always give it a rating. Doesn't matter what movie you see. Um, I would say for The Departed, I would give it an eight. Fair. And then for Training Day, I would give it a eight point five. Eight point five the first time or now? I mean, has it been the same the whole time? Even yeah, after it, there's not. I was gonna say there's not a lot of secrets, you know, because there's more like you said nostalgia and um, in The Departed. Yeah, for me especially. Um, where in training day, it's you're, you're kind of just you're kind of just sitting for the ride. It's like mm -hmm. if you're in the back seat of the of the of the Monte Carlo, um, and I think that's why I like it so much because it's it's just it's just a movie. It's where linear, you, exactly. Very linear. And it's not that I can't follow a bunch of storylines. Sometimes I just like seeing a movie and it's like, okay, just just take me. What was your ratings previous and post? Like the first time you watched The Departed in Training Day, and then the second time you watched, or the the most recent time, what what were your ratings? Uh, I think well, the first time I watched Training Day was like a, like two months ago, I think. No way! Yeah. Oh, that's right. We we, we yeah, were talking we, about that. We were talking about it at work, and it it was better than what I thought it would, would be. So I, I think when yeah when I saw it, it was definitely an eight. An eight um, for The Departed. The Departed. Mm -hmm. it, I, oh, that was for Training Day. Oh, that was for Training Day. Yeah, that was for Training Day. Um, for the Departed, that that was totally a nine, because I just the although everything that was going on, it was just so great, and then the Leo's death was so shocking. So shocking. Because he was just such a he's such a big actor even to this day. And what's weird too is that in two thousand six they'd never done that before. Exactly. Where they just killed a main character out of nowhere. Yeah, it was just like like such a not throwaway death, but like usually when when it when it's a really unexpected big, main yeah exactly so when it's, it's a big character. Death. And it's a big actor. They'll do like, like a three-minute death, mm -hmm. and then like a like slow, sad, sad music. Music. Yeah. Leo's It'll be just raining. Like, <laughs> just like bullet to the head. Done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that. That. That's it. So. Yeah. And the next thing you find out that there's another undercover uh, cop. Yeah. Which is, I actually meant meant to make this part about The Departed. Matt Damon built his super team right during that movie, and he has Anthony Anderson in the room. He has that white guy who I can never remember his name, and he goes, he's the dude who shot Leo. He goes. There's a fucking rat in this department, and mm -hmm. we're going to figure out who it is. And right as he says rat, that guy looks up right at Matt Damon in the movie. And the That's first right. time you see it, you'll never notice it. You're just like, oh, right. this guy's trying to be on board. Mm -hmm. But the second he says that, he's like, oh, this bitch is on to me. Mm -hmm. Like, so well done. Like, there's but so no, many callbacks. No, because he's working for the same boss. But they didn't know each other. No, I know. 
But he obviously knows that there's somebody else being a rat. Because he knows that somebody is leaking information. And he's also working for... What's his name? What's Jack Nicholson's character? Yeah. Uh, so Francis. He, as, as a clue that he's another... Fuck. Another rat in the in the department. Yeah, that's that's great. I don't I don't really think he was worried about his. Um... By the way, the FBI guy, the the one who Mark Wahlberg is making fun of during the movie is actually Mark Wahlberg's brother. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Not not Donnie Wahlberg, but the other one. I can't remember his name though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of of uh, things you don't catch the first time you watch both Training Day and The Departed, which is really good, mm-hmm. which makes the second viewing always a little bit better. But. So the departed wins. Alrighty. So I've been, I pretty because with the list, I try to put two themes together. So with mm-hmm. you know Toy Story and Shrek, there were two two animated movies. I like it. This is two cop movies. Mm-hmm. Like, First one was two training. superhero movies, kinda. And then yeah, Departed and Training Day are two with two crooked cops. So with this one. Here we go. I've been ready for this because I, I purposely did this one for Rich because I know it would piss him off. That's so not cool. That's, that's great. I like where this is going. So, for this one, the way I was able to put both of these together. Episode 4's matchup. Yeah, this is episode 4's matchup. And the way I, I, I got these two together is because these are the only two time traveling movies oh God. on the list. <sighs> Fucking so, hate time travel. So, the first one has to be one of the best time traveling movies. Um, I think I know where this is going. Back to the Future. So we got Back okay. to the Future. And here comes another Versus movie. I'm gonna have to punch in the, the face. Second time traveling movie, Interstellar. I knew this shit was coming. Okay. The second he said time travel, I was like, this motherfucker. Okay. I'm gonna keep it. Uh... Have you seen both of them? I, of course I have. Okay, I'm making sure you but... didn't see the fucking Departed. So <laughs> we'll keep all our comments for next episode. Okay, next episode. Well, initial thoughts: both time travel movies, completely different genres. Completely different, but... Time travel nonetheless. Yeah. But, you know, <clears throat> that's like saying Doctor Strange and T2 are time travel movies. Like, just because there's time involved doesn't make them time travel movies. I mean, yes, well, it does. <laughs> I, made the, I made the matchup. Is there time travel? No, completely different genres. It's going to be a, a, an odd episode, considering the, the first three were very, very like movies, uh, despite what some people will say about our, our bracket combinations. Um, but, honestly... Two of my favorite movies of all time. What's up next for uh? What would what? How, how are we gonna go about talking about the movie that just came out that we all just saw? Should we talk about the Avengers? We can we can give What's it a, a neutral. We can give it a, a, a neutral. Um, spoilers. A spoiler are free. not going to be on this podcast. The movie came out fifteen fucking minutes ago. We are not <laughs> gonna do spoilers. No, but I, I would like to talk about it. It's. It's super it's, on everybody's mind. And this movie has a lot of 50-50 thing. A it, lot of people don't like it, and a lot of people really love it. Really? I haven't heard a lot of people who haven't liked it, honestly. The only person right now that I know didn't like it as much is uh, Rich, right next to me. Aaron. Uh, not not his wife, but our old co-worker. Old oh, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, he, uh-huh. he was not a big fan either. Really? What was yeah. his... Uh... He... He didn't like the character's decisions in the movie. Yeah, we like, uh, and, and mm-hmm. preach, which which is fine because yeah, I, I what is that uh, was so. Infinity Stone sooner. Uh, in in oh, a, that's kind of a spoiler though, y'all. Fuck. Okay, we God got damn it. it. God damn it. Okay. All right, well, let's let's do an outro and then we can. Let's let's, let's start from, so, from the beginning without just telling. Okay, there's a lot of character decisions that you didn't like. That's 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 perfect. Yeah. He didn't like a lot of the, the character decisions. I think the movie is super fun. Like I said, leaving the theater, it's like every other Marvel Universe movie. You leave, you had a great fucking time. The The anticipation was building the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Everything beat by beat was on point. They did a great job with the movie. Making a movie is not fucking easy. So they did a great job with that. We can be mad about it, certain decisions, but for the most part, that movie's very, look, very good. And just look at the cast that they have. I was going to say, it's, it's, some of the it's best fucking actors. huge, I, you I, know? When when the first Avengers came out, I was scared that there were each like each character wasn't going to have enough time. And mm-hmm. right. it was like a, 
close to two hour movie, and they had what wasn't like, like two and a half five main characters. Yeah, and now and then like seeing like Infinity Wars, there's like twenty main characters, and this isn't a, a big spoiler. This isn't really a spoiler, but I wish there was one scene where everyone was together in Infinity War. But yeah. it's kind of impossible when you have twenty big, like almost A list actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I think that was uh, like the the thing about it was uh, they were trying to keep them separated. Yeah, I think so, for the next movie they'll 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 join them. Hopefully. But then, uh, never mind. I was gonna I was gonna get into the movie and then. Well, I was yeah, one of the biggest problems though, whenever you split a movie in two though, they they're gonna say it's not Infinity War Part One and Part Two, but it's Infinity War Part One and Part Two. Like, yeah. let's everybody keep it real. They have the same problem that fucking Harry Potter had with Episode Eight and Seven. They had the same problem that Twilight has. Not that that's a big, like, favorite movie for a lot of people. And the same problem that, that Hunger Games had. When you split the climax, the, the ending of a movie, mm-hmm. it's going to rub people the wrong way because people want finality. Yeah. The, yeah, the thing about, I will say about Harry Potter was that when part one and part two came out, they were, like, a few months apart from each other. Right. They weren't, like, a, like a year. Or two. Yeah. Pretty close. So, like, you had to wait a little bit, but then you were just, like... By the time You're you... right, but to, mm-hmm. to get a little bit of Harry Potter on it, that first movie was so slow. Oh, no, for sure. They were fucking camping in the woods. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, for sure. Like, making marshmallows and shit, guys. Like, let's keep it real. Let's move that fucking story along. Stop yeah. trying to make some more money in a couple months. But, that's all that was. But I mean, that's, that's, that's the cash ex- I was just going to say that. That's all it was. It's just uh, uh, extra it's, cash flow. Yeah, it's... And I think they were competing with... Um, we're still talking about uh, Twilight, right? I don't know. I thought that the reason why they split Twilight was because they wanted to compete with Harry Potter because Harry Potter was still coming out with movies well, and that was the last one. So they wanted to split it in two. That way they had another year of fans coming in. And um, I, th- I think like, it was all a cash grab to me. I, I was going to say Twilight did it for, for the money. Cause I didn't even see part one, honestly. I, I, I haven't seen any Twilight movie uh, ever. I, I have. Yeah, Harry Potter. <laughs> Anybody with a girlfriend saw at least one. Yeah, of them. I've seen them all but, multiple times. Wow. I think That's Harry- old. I haven't seen them multiple times. I've seen them once. I think Harry Potter did. I'm the, not proud of that, by the way. The part one and the part two, to satisfy the fans of like being able to. Right, the book was better. Those so, people to be able to fit the book for the, for the fans, but I mean the company was like, oh, two movies, like more money, but mm-hmm. like the the writers were like, no, we need to put two movies. Yeah. And then Twilight came and was like, you know what, we could make fucking more idea, movies, y'all. two more movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's, because I mean, what that was like four books. Right. Touching. Whereas. No, it's only three books, but four movies. Books. Uh, three books, four I might, movies. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy, but you get what I mean. It doesn't matter. They but, they split the ending into two. That's the main problem I have. But the great thing about Infinity War was that spoiler free. Remember the, the first part. Like since there's going to be two parts, part one was really really good. Like it wasn't slow or anything. Oh, it definitely no. was not they, slow. They got right to it, and that's something that I, I appreciated. Yeah. Because we've been waiting for Thanos for basically ten years. Mm-hmm. Six, six years. Avengers came out six years ago. Yeah. Six years. Yeah. But okay. the universe is ten years old. Yeah. Yeah. The universe with, with Iron but Man. But no, you're, you're right. It is six years because we had no clue what was going to happen when they came out with Iron Man 1. How about when we leave Avengers 1 and all the fucking nerds in the audience try to pretend they knew who Thanos was at that time? The I fuck out I, of my I, that's face. The ex- that's oh, how I was I, so excited when I saw the purple face guy. I remember literally looking at my nerd friends and being like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. I was, was going to say when, when I went to go see it the first time, like, guy came up and everyone in the theater was like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah. Is and it another purple monster? I was, like, like, <laughs> I was literally like purple guy. Yeah. From, 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 from and credits Avengers. What is that's, this? That's how I felt about Deadpool. Because uh, for Deadpool, I... You didn't know who Deadpool no, was? No, I totally knew who he oh. was. Um, and I had this this uh, this friend. I was like, dude, I love your shirt. This was back when I was 14. I was like, dude, I love your shirt. He's like, do you even know who is this? I'm like, yeah, that's Deadpool. He's like, oh, because everybody thinks it's Spider-Man. And stuff or like Spawn. that. Exactly. I always got Spawn when there I was, was There was a lot of people that didn't know who Deadpool was until right. he became what he is now and um i do agree that a lot of people i didn't had... know who he was in, in in x-men origin wolverine the first time i saw it i didn't know who deadpool was that first time i knew ryan reynolds was playing a sick character yeah but it wasn't until i, I saw ryan reynolds i was like i need to know more about that character. I, I i agree i knew who deadpool was i just i'd never connected it because it was it was so different especially with the throw off at the end of um how, Weird, how they decided deadpool, to make him yeah. with with the stitch thing yeah I, it wasn't until i saw it the, i want to say the third time yeah. That I, I was like, oh shit, it's, it's Deadpool. They only named, mentioned his character name, not the actual superhero part, right? 
In which movie? In Origins. Like, they only no. call him Wade Wilson. Well, yeah, because that's all he was. He yeah, wasn't. He, they, he became Deadpool after the transformation. I think they called him Weapon X after that or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but they never called him. They never called him Deadpool in the movie, no. But that's what I mean. Like super nerds got upset by, about that, but I didn't know who it was. So I was like, all right, now yeah. Ryan Reynolds is in a weirdo costume. I was just upset because the movie sucked in general. So. Uh, the first fifteen minutes were fucking awesome. You're talking about the X Men Origins. The intro sequence, the title sequence, and then the the scene where they steal the rock. All that shit was sick. Yeah. And then even the hunt down part for some of those characters was cool. Like the light dude, the light bulb guy. Yeah, I, I, when I they did they killed like him, that. that was kind of cool. I think that movie gets a lot more hate than necessary, and a lot of it's from but the whole scene at the end. It's, that's what I'm saying, though. A lot of mo- if, to tell a good story, you also need a good ending. And that's Un- where a lot of movies go wrong. Unpopular opinion? I don't hate X-Men Origins. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Damn. Alright. Avengers. Okay, so a rating for Avengers. Can we give a rating? Yeah, we can give a rating for Avengers. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it a... Oof. I'll give it an 8.5 as well. 8.7, just to be on the edge. I'm going to have to give it with, 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 a, with a good 8.5. Do you think... Wow. Nice. Do you think he's a better... Um, and sorry that I, I'm not even waiting for your... For your rating, I kind of don't. But, like <laughs> but do you think he was a better villain than Ultron? Oh yeah, right. For sure. Okay, tenfold. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, Ultron could have been ten times better, but they decided to go a little bit more of a comedic way, mm-hmm. which was so unfortunate because I, I heard he was so menacing in the comics, and he's supposed to be one of like the toughest villains. Yeah, no. In in, in the comics, he's more of a of a robot that just yeah. just does, and he's really smart. Yeah. And this one, they they kind of gave him a little more. Tony. Exactly. I don't know if you guys do this, but like after a while, um, I like to go like rewatch the trailers of like old movies. I did that very recently with a few movies. No, it's fun. I don't, I don't so think I've ever done it's that. It's a lot of fun. The Dark Knight. It's a lot of fun. It, it, yeah. Watching the trailers. Yeah. Is it's it? So much fun. Yeah. But uh, the Dark Knight one, I love. I I'll, I'll watch that maybe like once a year. Just because it's, 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 it's so great. I can't wait till we do uh, the Dark Knight. Episode. I can wait. I can wait. <laughs> that movie's so over talked about because whenever it's anybody talks about. Sense best movies of all time it's literally in everybody's top five i mean so every, it's gonna every be, movie it's gonna be a hell of an episode no every movie in our chart fucking thrash that's the problem every movie in our, our 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 um our bracket has been talked about multiple times no 100 percent, but nothing's been over talked about like, like the, the dark, dark Knight. has okay it's, perfect, right? it's not a perfect movie and we're it's not a perfect movie it. but it's it's a masterpiece Let's not get into, you know, episode okay, 10. Yeah, let, can, we, can we edit that? <laughs> Anyways, but hey, do we want to do two movies, or four movies next week? Yeah. I'm, I'm we need down. another matchup then. Right now? Yeah. Well, we, I mean, we can't record next week because I'm leaving for days. Well, then we'll have two weeks to watch. All right. All right. So do you want me to give you a reaction? Uh, do you want to do give us reaction? episode fives, yeah. All right. Reaction shot. Oh, God. Reaction shot. It's because I'm going to record your reaction, so for the next episode, I'm just going to cut this part oh, out to okay. the very end. Perfect. He's smarter than us. Dude. Okay. I don't... I don't what would we have done? <laughs> we would have done it on my phone, and we would have been super sloppy about it. I don't, think we would have done, I don't think we would have done more than, like... I, this would have been our last episode. And it would have been <laughs> trash, bro. I would have kept this bitch going. Dude, I, do you really think we're going to be smart enough to just put... 64 <sighs> movies into a bracket? There's an Excel spreadsheet for that. I'm saying we can't do it without... Okay, stop trying to be an asshole. The producer must not be named, you son of a bitch. Yeah, we're going to bleep all his every time we say no, his name. No, he's going to bleep it out. We're a team. <laughs> but he's going to do it. <laughs> and that's this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. Give us a rating uh, down below in the comments. It really helps us get discovered. If you like the show, tell your movie-loving friends. If you don't like it, keep that shit to yourself. If you have any comments, concerns, let us know. I'm Rich. At Rogue Jedi Rich on Twitter. I'm Francisco at Just Cisco on Twitter. And our producer who must not be named. See you next week.